0: Hey ladies, happy Thursday. We have almost made it to Friday. Hope everybody is having an awesome week. Um, Hope everyone's doing well with the, the challenge that they set for themselves as far as their steps. I'm not gonna lie, Tuesday and Wednesday were harder for me. I spent a lot of time in doctor's offices and at the desk, but today we're right on target and we're gonna sail past my goal. All right, so today's topic is going to be on good nutrition. So I've been loving having um, conversations with you ladies as uh, we get ready to start the group nutrition coaching program on February 1st surrounding nutrition, your eating habits, and uh, just overall defining what good nutrition looks like. There's a lot of conflicting information out there on the internet. There's a lot of pressure from Aunt Susie and your coworkers and friends and all this to jump on the bandwagon that everyone else thinks is the best thing. So. Rather than continue to individually chat with you ladies, um, which I love doing, uh, I thought I would come on here live and chat today about uh, good nutrition. And so today is, or this week is the third week in January, so this is the week when Most everyone starts to crap out on their New Year's resolutions. So also let us know in the comments if you're still going strong. Uh, But if you feel like that you're losing steam on your New Year's resolutions, know that you're not alone. 93% of people quit this week. um, And 32% of those New Year's resolutions are nutrition-based by the way. And we know for a fact that the majority of the reason that people give up on their nutrition goals is they're not sustainable so one thing I did want to mention before I get into nutrition a book recommendation I shared with my clients this week was atomic habit atomic habits by James clear read the book last year read the book again in the fall and actually read it again at the beginning of this year it's such a great book so many good reminders about how to create sustainable habits and so this is just a reminder that your nutrition is is really no different than any other sustainable habit. Yes, there's science around calculating your macronutrients and all those things, but as far as implementing it, um, just like any other habit we try to create, we can't go from not having the habit at all to having this whole list of new habits. So. Just a reminder if you're struggling with your nutrition right now you are not alone um, most of these diets and most of these plans out there are extremely restrictive they're limiting and that's not sustainable for anyone and rarely anyone sticks with them that's why people hop from plan to plan to plan so um if you are interested in being educated on macronutrients uh learning how to to eat sustainably and to create start to create those healthy eating habits, the group nutrition program starts February 1st. Registration will close next week, but the Restore Your Core program starts on Monday. So this is the time to get in. This is the most accessible way to work with me right now. This is the most affordable way to work with me right now. Um, And I can promise you, you're going to get way more than what you expect for the amount of money you will spend. All right, so let's talk about good nutrition. So a couple of things that are really important is in the first one is something that I want you to remember for all these things is good nutrition is a science, it is not a belief system. So I want to tell you that because a lot of people when they are deciding whether or not they're going to jump on a program, they're deciding whether or not they're going to start a new diet, um, they go Google, they go check Facebook groups, they check all these things, but what you really need to be asking and whether it's myself or any other nutrition coach or any other nutrition program out there, don't be afraid to advocate for, you, for yourself, you guys. But ask how it's based in science and not just someone's opinion of what's right. The thing about nutrition is, is it's not a black and white, one size fits all kind of scenario. Your macronutrients are not going to be the same. Not everyone needs the same amount of calories. Not everyone needs the same balance per se. Um, it's very individualized. So just doing what your coworkers are doing, or you know, doing the same thing at work, is great for the community and the support. But you need to recognize that your individual nutrition is going to be very um, individualized. So some things that we need to check in with it's based on the best available evidence i say best available because what we don't realize is some of the nutrition fads that we're following are the same things that our moms were doing 20 years ago so a lot of research has changed a lot of new evidence has been made available so check in on how dated the nutrition philosophies that uh, we're trying to follow are. so a big example of that is a lot of people don't realize that because keto is super popular guys keto is atkins all over again so just checking in with the research the evidence and making sure that it lines up with the new evidence and research that we have available today the second thing is they need to be able to explain why it works because my sister lost weight on this plan, doesn't mean that that plan is gonna work for you. And so what I want you to realize and check in with is not only if the plan doesn't work for you, are you gonna be extremely, um, feel extremely defeated, each and every time we start a new plan, each and every time we put stress on our body in this way because each and every diet is a stress, um, it is going to slow and damage your metabolism. So those 10 pounds that we're hanging on to are gonna be so much harder to lose the more we yo-yo and the more we jump back and forth. So need to be able to explain why it works. Um, It needs to be integrated with your preferences. So if we really enjoy carbs, which most people do, and most people do need carbs, most women do need carbs. Um, If it doesn't align with your preferences and you're having to eliminate a whole bunch of things, especially all at once, there's nothing wrong with changing your eating habits and sometimes our preferences do change. But whacking all of our preferred foods out right at the get-go, asking us to to cook things that we don't enjoy cooking, meal prepping in a way that we don't enjoy to meal prep, that is not going to be a solid good nutrition plan. The last thing under um, good nutrition is a science, not a belief system, is it needs to be tested against reality. So recognizing that there are a whole lot of good things that we could be doing out there, but they don't line up with reality. So for example, if you are a mom of small children and you start in on this restrictive meal plan that determines what you can have in your household, but we have toddlers that need toddler snacks, that doesn't line up with reality. If they're expecting you to expend your willpower or not having the toddler snacks, we can't eliminate the toddler snacks because then what's the toddler gonna eat? Or these super crazy meals I've seen meal plans that have these um, meals that I don't know how anybody without a personal chef has time to cook, but that's beside the point, that your kids aren't going to eat. So checking in with the plan that you're going to do, are you going to be able to feed your family without having to fix two different meals? Are you going to be able to have snacks in the house for the toddler? Can you have treats with your children? So on and so forth. So does the program line up with your reality? All right. the second thing that good nutrition is, is good nutrition controls energy balance. So if you haven't heard me say it before, energy balance is energy in, energy out energy equals calories so most of the time we measure our energy in calories but i like for people to look at it a little bit differently because we've been taught to fear calories we've been taught to burn calories we've been taught to avoid calories we've been taught to count calories and so it's really got a negative undertone in our mind when we think of calories but if we can look at it as energy so good nutrition is energy balance of course if we're looking for fat loss we need to be in an energy deficit just as a side note, doesn't need to be as uh, severe as most people think that it is. Most of the time, when I start to calculate people's BMR, so that's your, um, that's the basic number that you need to live. For example, I am five foot four. My my bare minimum that I need to survive is fifteen hundred and sixty four calories. So that's still three hundred over those, not twelve hundred calories that like my fitness pal and some of these diets say that you need. Is, uh, Oh gosh, I was going to call it Zoom. Noom, the Noom Diet, 1,200 calories. I tried that after getting so many clients that I tried that. 1,200 calories. All these things are 1,200 calories. I need 364 calories more than that just for my body to function well. Just so that I have optimal re- uh, reproductive health. Just so I have optimal brain health. 1,500, over 1,500 calories. And that doesn't include any activity. So right now I'm on a 2,200 to 2,500 calorie Diet, I am not in a deficit, um, but that's just for my goals right now. But a deficit is no more than 500 calories. Ideally, for women, is around 350. So most of the time, we don't need that severe, severe of a deficit in our energy balance. Of course, an energy surplus is where we're going to gain uh, muscle. Um, can it be done in a deficit? That's another story for another day. So this is typically just, uh, again, measured in calories or energy balance. But what I want to bring up to you is that without a proper energy balance um, or essentially enough food, the body starts to go into energy save mode. So this is a conversation that I had with someone the other day. And so I'm going to use the same analogy is when we uh, most everybody has a smartphone. And so my smartphone, for example, when it goes into energy save mode, it starts, the screen starts to get dark, it starts to lose certain functions and things like that, and that's when I need to, you know, it's it's warning me, you need to hook it up to the charger. So when we're not eating enough, so we're below what we need for for optimal, just normal function, then our body starts to go into energy safe mode. And so what happens is, first of all, it affects our hormones and our reproductive health. That's the first thing. The second thing is brain function. So things like brain fog, and then of course, sleepiness and things like that, those can be a result of not having enough food. So. I'm going to continue and continue and continue to preach this message because there's so many people out there that are eating below what they need on a day-to-day basis just to survive. In addition to that, people that are trying to continue to go into a deficit, they look at it and they're like, well, I've quit losing, so I need to focus on eating less or doing more exercise when typically that's not the answer because what happens is is we're in, in, when we are in energy safe mode our body is in a famine state and so in real life if you were in a famine state what would happen is your body would start to hold on to fat tissue so that it could hold on to nutrients so that you could survive longer so essentially all we're doing is starving ourselves in order to try to lose fat yet our body's going to hold on to fat um, in order to conserve energy because we're not eating enough to meet our normal or our necessary energetic requirements. So hopefully that makes sense. If you have any questions about that, comment below. I'm more than happy to talk about eating enough. So, um, And it also really affects your metabolism, right? So this is a breach in trust for your body. So I say it time and time again to my clients, you have to earn the right to diet. And nobody likes to hear this. Everyone wants to jump on the 30-day shred. Everyone wants to jump on Whole30 and drop 30 pounds. Everyone wants to jump into the 75-day hard and think that they're gonna have abs in 75 days. But the reality is, is that each and every time we are trying to push our body, push our body, push our body, you're damaging your metabolism. So it's going to be that much harder for your body to let go of body fat because it's going to say, hey, um, you know, just a minute ago I was in a famine state. And so then sometimes on the weekends, um, you'll go up to maybe what I need energetically, but I know you're going to get dip back down. So I'm not going to let go of any of this because I need to survive. This is a survival instinct. Our bodies. Are designed to potentially go days without food because in reality we've been there before not us personally Um, if you're watching this again probably most of you are privileged enough to to know where your next meal is coming from but previous iterations of these bodies were designed to be able to go days without food so not meeting your energetic needs is putting your body into a famine state so it is going to just store fat So one of the easiest ways I get my clients to initially start to drop body fat is by increasing their calories. That doesn't mean we're going to the Krispy Kreme drive-thru, or the Krispy Kreme drive-thru, yeah. Um, That means that we're gonna check in with our macronutrient balance, make sure that we're getting nutrient-dense food. We're getting quality protein, we're getting quality carbohydrates, we're getting quality fruits and veggies, we're getting quality healthy fats. Those are all gonna, um, guys, I just had a client this week Actually, I've had three clients this week that have told me that they are eating all their macronutrients and literally could not have one single thing at the end of the day if they wanted it, just eating what they needed because they were so full. They're not craving things. They're not eating like assholes on the weekend, which means that you try to pull it in, rein it in all week, and then on the weekend, you're like, oh, my God, I have no more willpower, no more self-control. I'm craving all the things. Let me eat everything. I call that asshole eating. Um, None of them are doing that because they are meeting their nutrient needs. When your body is not getting enough food, and I talked about that last week in the cravings, talked about it on the podcast about crushing cravings, is we're going to reach for these highly processed foods. Why? Because it's a quick little sugar rush. It's a quick little carb rush and your body is like, please just give me something to run on. But then we wind up craving it again and again and again. So it's a vicious cycle. So calculate your BMR. Um, This is something that we're gonna do in the group nutrition coaching program. Uh, There are calculators out there. Just be careful with randomly generated calculators on the internet. Um, If you're gonna go that route, do a couple of them and get an average because I don't want anybody to go through calculators because I guarantee you, unless you're three years old, there's not a single person in this group that needs 1,200 calories a day only. Um, So checking in with that. But I also wanted to bring up you know, and the the talk about damaging your metabolism, a lot of people think that your metabolism is just something that we can rev up for fat loss. Um, We can do extra cardio to rev up our metabolism, or we can take these pills or these shakes. Or whatever your metabolism is essentially the code that your body speaks like if your body was a computer it's code um, so it's a language that it goes it goes off of sleep it goes off of stress management it definitely goes off of food goes off of all the things it's more than just what we put in our body and how we move it yes exercise is a component of it but fun fact strength training you're gonna burn calories for 36 hours post cardio you're gonna be done in about three um, so just kind of some perspective there. So in addition to that, most of you probably are trying to eat below what you need to. But if you are like, you know, no, I'm crushing 3000 calories a day, and we're in an energy surplus. Um, the, the issue here, not just from like, we're, we're probably not reaching our goals, um, is hormone resistance, specifically insulin and leptin. Um, and inflammation increase in blood pressure plaque in your arteries all these things that are that are just not great So this is why um, good nutrition is based off a solid energy balance not too much not too little Goldilocks um, All right, good nutrition is sustainable kind of already touched on this um, But I'd like to ask the question if you are doing something How long can you keep doing it and if the answer is not forever then no, it's not sustainable so when I mentioned earlier that a caloric deficit should not be over 500 calories, I don't want you to be hungry. If you are truly li- truly trying to lose fat, you should not have to be starving all the time. If you are hungry, it's going to end up in asshole eating. Meals do not happen in isolation. You are hungry, you are binging, you are craving because you're not eating enough. So if you are calculating this all on your own, you go into a deficit that's 500 calories and you're starving all the time back up your deficit you're not going to gain weight to do that in fact you're going to probably get to your weight loss goal quicker because it's more sustainable because you're not starving all the time because you're able to keep your energy up you're able to work out in your workouts Um, And you're not miserable, you're not mentally miserable, you're not fighting cravings, all this stuff that's mentally exhausting. Your willpower is finite, your mental energy is finite, you will give in eventually. And again, that just puts you right back in the yo-yo dieting, uh, which is not a secret. I don't have to tell you that that's not good for your body and not good for your metabolism, not good for your uh, long-term goals. So just as a fun note, there's been a lot of research studies around this, but research shows that your actual choices are less important than how you actually eat the food. So what that means is trying to sit here and um, from a sustainability aspect, you're like, okay, is it better to have broccoli without the butter or with the butter? Research shows that that really doesn't matter as much as the fact that we sit down, we eat that broccoli with other things, 80% fullness, we eat slowly, and we can actually have some sort of enjoyment from food. It's no secret that food's delicious, so you shouldn't hate what you're eating. I see so many people that come to me and they're like, okay, this is what I've been eating, and I'm like, do you enjoy any of that? And the answer is, hell no. So we either go from, I'm eating all the, quote, clean stuff, to I'm eating all the tasty stuff. There is a middle ground. You can make some of the good stuff tasty and you can still have room for those things that are considered like your no-no foods. Um, I call them fear foods because most of the time we fear them because we feel like we can't trust ourselves around them. Um, Just as a random side note, one way that I like to challenge myself is I like to have things, um, this is again, this is one of the things that we're gonna talk about in the group nutrition. So um, if like some of these things are like, I really need to know about that, I encourage you to message me. Let's chat, let's get you enrolled in that program. Um, because we go through a whole thing over um, um, exposure therapy with our fear foods and things that we don't feel like we can trust to have in the house. So a couple of things are, number one, I do not eat Halo Top ice cream. That stuff is disgusting. You cannot convince me otherwise. Um, So I eat full-fat ice cream, but I'll keep like a pint of Ben & Jerry's or whatever it is. And so like I'll have a couple of spoonfuls in a bowl. I've gotten to the point where that really does satisfy me. And so my competition with myself is to see how long I can hold on to that pint of ice cream. The other thing I do with is gummy bears. And then this fall, the fun thing was uh candy corn. I love candy corn. Um So that those are kind of just like mini challenges. I'm like, look how many candy corns I have left. Um Not because I sit there and restrict or try to withhold. It's just like, cool, I used to would have to hide a bag of candy corn because I would sit there and eat it. And now it's like I can have a couple of candy corns whenever I want and not... Feel like an asshole and go into the the never ending candy jar. So stuff like that. Being mindful, paying attention to what you're eating. Um, so good nutrition also promotes regular movement. So I don't mean um, good nutrition is going to just like fuel your workouts, but it does. Um, but the more we move, the better our bodies work. We know that exercise is good to you, good for you. But also it helps us process the nutrients how we're supposed to. So that's why exercise and nutrition work so well together. They work hand in hand. The food that we eat fuels our activity, but also the activity is helping those nutrients go through our body. So that's why I'm such a big fan of, of both together. Uh, can you, if your goal is just fat loss, can you lose weight just with nutrition? Yeah, that's not a secret. You can do that, but they do work well uh, together. That's why we're starting off the nutrition coaching program with the restore your core program. Just as a side note, Not super talking about getting six pack abs here, but we're talking about the deep stability system. This is gonna help your posture, if you have low back pain, things like that, if you're postpartum, um, diastasis, things like that. This is gonna be great for all that, but what we're really doing is getting our posture ready so that we can have optimal digestion. This is gonna help connect body and mind so that we can digest food better, we can recognize that 80% fullness, and we can better recognize hunger versus appetite cues. So just a reminder, hunger is a physiological need, appetite is a psychological want. So um, just having that little five-day challenge to have some connection there is gonna be super helpful. All right, Um, and lastly, good nutrition is outcome-based. So um, every choice that we make yields a result. Results are measurable. So good nutrition is outcome based. Now, I say this all the time. People will say, well, one bad meal doesn't destroy your plan, it doesn't. It's actually more how you think about it. So kind of flipping our thought, well, it wasn't really a bad meal, it's just a part of my life, the same way that one good day doesn't make or break it. This is why I teach very specifically, I teach strategies um, called intermittent sampling and preemptive cheats that are gonna help you throughout the week so we don't go like five clean days And then two days that it's just like, you know, there was a meme a while ago that was like, you know, I'm like a child, an unsupervised child at a birthday party or something like that. Um, so basically that's what we're doing with our nutrition. We're learning to eat the same on Monday as we do on Saturday and vice versa. So there's not this wave here, but it's more here because I promise you when you can learn to give up cheat meals, you can learn to give up just like, you know, I need to reward myself. I deserve it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, learn to give that up. We start to implement it in there. This is a part of that exposure therapy. Sometimes people discover that they really don't want that that much anyway. They really just wanted it because they were trying to deprive themselves and then getting towards the weekend and, and just going all in. You're going to consume less calories, less energy over time if we allow ourselves these little bit bits and pieces throughout our week versus We pull it in and then we just can't take it anymore over the weekend and then we overeat. Um, That's a big problem with overeating. Overeating is nine times out of ten because you are not allowing yourself to have it. You're trying to rely on this mental and yes, part of your nutrition is mental but a lot of it's physical too and we have to pair the two together. Um, So we make better choices when we commit to caring about our food, slowing down, paying attention and eating mindfully that is the key to good nutrition so there are no good good and bad foods you're not going to gain weight you're not going to stall weight loss from um, not eating carbs actually you might stall your weight loss from not eating carbs it'd be re- it's really really hard to get to your energetic <laughs> requirements without some carbs um so the hierarchy of nutrition which we will go over in depth in the program is mindfulness appetite awareness this is the big chunk that you have to spend the most time at mindfulness appetite awareness nutrient quality, macronutrients, nutrient timing, and then supplementation is all the way up here. And so a lot of times as we want to start up here with supplementation, how is this going to help me? And then we're like, okay, I'm going to try intermittent fasting or I'm going to do my timing like this. Okay, I'm going to worry about my macronutrient and we always forget the mindfulness and appetite awareness. But research has shown time and time again, people that pay attention to what they're eating, they sit down, they eat slowly, eat to 80% fullness, those are the best nutrition habits that you could possibly have right now. And those are going to get you the absolute furthest. For, uh, for so, I mentioned energy balance. I'm going to I'm going to wrap up with this. Um how do I know if my energy is balanced? You're getting good quality sleep, good recovery. Um you're not over sore in your workouts. Could that be from overtraining too? Yes, but um we're talking about nutrition today. You have good energy. Like, you're not hitting at 3 o'clock slump. You're able to go through your day. Um, of course, like, if you're a mom who's got a newborn, um, that's going to ebb and flow. But we're not just, like, crashing in the afternoon. This That was that was one of my big keys. I used to, um, when I was working full-time um, in the gym at Wake Forest, I had a 3, like, 3 o'clock slump. If I had a 3 o'clock pl- client, I always had to, like, give them a heads up. Like, I'm not going to be my best because I'm dying here, um, and I wasn't eating enough. That fixed it. Um, you're getting solid athletic gains, endurance, strength. Uh, whatever it is, whatever your goals are there, you're, you're accomplishing them. Um, of course, a strong progressive program is going to be a big key to that too, but you can often stall out from endurance, strength, because of your energy balance. Um, your hunger is very well managed, so we're not going from like starving to stuffed and uh, low to no cravings. And if you still have a lady cycle, that's in check as well. Um, signs that we're not eating enough, low sex drive is a big one, missing period. Um, and then the opposite of all the other things that I mentioned. Oh, and being cold all the time, unless you just don't have the heat on in the house like I do right now. I'm kind of cold. So mindfulness and appetite awareness is going to be that place where you can go from not being just like, I'm absolutely starving to I'm stuffed. And so there's a lot of strategies that you can implement there, a lot of tools The biggest change overall in any kind of change is having more tools and resources than you have obstacles and barriers to getting to your goal. So that is exactly what the group nutrition program is all about. It is ladies that want to support one another and having a stronger relationship with food, a stronger relationship in their bodies, feeling better in their bodies, better in their skin, um, feeling stronger. That's what it's all about. And mindfulness and appetite awareness is gonna be a huge thing, because I know some of your moms are like, God, I'm just busy. I don't even know when I'm hungry. Um, So we're gonna work through all that. We're gonna work through all the keys of of getting you from um, not knowing what to do with your food, from meal planning to meal prepping, to knowing when and why to eat, how to eat. Take the guesswork out of everything so that when you are done at the end of the six weeks, you're like, I know how to eat for me. Um, So this is not specifically a weight loss program. This is a habit-based program that is going to create the foundation for you to be able to lose fat, gain muscle, or just eat like a normal person. I did a talk on Tuesday night, and I asked a bunch of ladies on Zoom, like, who knows what normal eating is? Out of 52 ladies, I got zero hands. No one knows what normal eating is. They're all like, I'm either starving or I'm stuffed. I don't know what the middle is. I don't know what normal is. And so one of my huge goals with this program is to be able to get you to be like, I just eat like a normal human being. I'm not constantly obsessed. I'm not worried about it. And I do the same thing on Monday as I do on Saturday. So just a reminder, Restore Your Core starts on Monday. So this is the last couple of days to get in before that. And our coaching is going to start on February 1st. Everyone that's already enrolled will get their meal plan for next week tomorrow, so you'll have the whole weekend to prep and grocery shop, and you'll be ready to go on Monday. All right, let me know if any of this was helpful in this chat today. Let me know about other questions you have, things that you want uh, want me to talk about in the coming weeks. Glad to talk about it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.